Welcome to Lord and Richards Radio, a program that will enable you to become more financially independent and prosperous from a biblical point of view. Tune in each week to learn how to prosper through good markets and bad. Now, here's our host, Colin Richards, Denver's biblical investment advisor. Hi, friends. I'm glad to be with you today on Lord and Richards Radio. I'm Colin Richards founder and president of Lord & Richards. We're a team of advisors who are dedicated to helping people just like you retire financially independent. And we're doing that every single day. On this show, we're discussing investing and planning from the perspective of key biblical principles, a little bit different way of looking at money. We also talk about how to use methods and strategies that will enable you to prosper through both up and down markets. And that's so important in today's volatile world. I'd love to chat with you. My team and I would love to help you talk to you about your specific questions regarding retirement and saving and investing from a biblical point of view. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hey folks, this is Colin Richards, and I'm glad to be with you today here on Lord and Richards Radio. You know, we are talking to people just like you every single day who are worried that events spiraling out of control in our world, like wars and inflation and market declines, are going to damage or harm your retirement. And so what we do here at Lord and Richards is we make sure that we help you build a plan to achieve financial independence. That means doing what you love with the people that you love for all the reasons that you love. And we do that so you can retire without worry or stay retired without worry. And the reason we want you to be financially independent is so you can take the bountiful resources that God has entrusted to you and do amazing things for his glory and his kingdom. For this segment today, we're going to be talking about a principle we find in the book of Proverbs, chapter 22 and verse 7. The rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. And then that's followed up in a few verses in verse 26 and 27 of the same chapter. Be not one of those who give pledges, who put up security for debts. If you have nothing with which to pay, why should your bed be taken from under you? So a couple of very powerful lessons from Solomon about debt. So let's start with that first verse, Proverbs 22, 7. We learn that it is better to be a lender than a borrower, right? To receive interest rather than to pay it. But what the writer of this proverb is getting at really has to do with the servitude, the what he calls being a slave of the lender. So a borrower is enslaved by their debt. The lender may actually require them to do things they don't want to do. The borrower does not want to do. For example, I'll give you one example. In business, you may borrow some money to get a business off the ground, and then you find that that bank or that lender wants to make you do certain things. They want you to meet certain financial criteria. They may limit how you can conduct your business. They may place constraints on your ability to grow and to be agile. That's just one example of many. In the subsequent verses, verses 26 and 27, we learn that the risk of borrowing is greater than its reward. The risk is greater than the reward. 
For example, you might be tempted to borrow on an object, some item, when you don't have the money to pay up front. It's only natural that you begin thinking of ways, how can I acquire this, whatever it is. But the risk that you can no longer make the payments and then lose the item is there. And even riskier is if you've been paying usury, high rates such as credit cards and so forth. There, the risk is not just of losing the item, but of losing more money to high interest rates. So what we should be striving to do is to save up money and then pay as we go. Wait. We call it deferred gratification. comes by many titles. Living within our means, right? Developing a budget, starting first with the key principle of giving, giving to others, saving, right? Making sure you set aside money in each paycheck for the future, then your normal expenditures, then the offerings, the special things that you might want to do for God, and then those luxuries come absolutely last. The problem here in America is we tend to put luxuries first, right? We tend to make that the first priority and then bend everything around it. And for this reason, a lot of times I see believers who are not giving regularly to the Lord or to the poor. Now, there is one exception that I'd like to highlight, and we make it kind of a principle here at Lord & Richards that real estate, I'm talking here about your home, is an exception. The cost of modern real estate can make buying a home with cash impossible. You say, well, if I'm going to follow this principle, then I'm just going to rent, right? I'm going to rent. Well, you're the slave to the person who is renting, the landlord. And often the cost of renting or leasing can exceed the cost of purchasing on a monthly payment basis. And here's the problem. This this makes absolute sense because the landlord is borrowing typically and making payments, and they need to make more for both maintenance of the property as well as their own profit so that it's a profitable venture for them. And so here's what we suggest when possible, and by the way, only at favorable rates, a mortgage may be a better solution than renting. First of all, the threat of losing the home is no greater with owning than renting. The payments when you own, or in other words, you have a mortgage, are more consistent and predictable. Most often, people get fixed notes. We don't want to get adjustable rate notes. We want to get fixed notes. And then the only thing that goes up are your taxes and insurance, which we can't avoid. Rent payments, by contrast, can go up dramatically, and they don't necessarily follow the low, reasonable increases of taxes and insurance. They can respond to the market. Maybe the rental market goes up, and people are are able to get more for that property than when you started. So beware of purchasing in today's market conditions. That's so important. I'm going to talk about this in a separate segment because I'm seeing a lot of people make some bad decisions right now buying while the market is high. You know the deal. Buy low, sell high, not buy high, sell low. But for some reason, we tend to check that principle at the door when it comes to buying a home. Now, one other exception, of course, is the use of capital to um, to earn money through the sell of real estate. So a lot of times folks will invest in real estate and borrow to invest. While I still think it's better to buy cash, if we're not talking here about your primary home, I also see investment real estate as a potential area 
to appreciate capital, okay? But the idea there isn't that somebody's going to take your bed out from under you. The verses say, Be not one of those who gives pledges, who puts up security for debts. If you have nothing with which to pay, why should your bed be taken from under you? So why are we talking about this? Well, I'm talking to people every day just like you, and we're helping you build a comprehensive financial plan that touches every area of your financial life, as well as your goals, priorities, and dreams in retirement. And so what we need to do is sit down and have a conversation about those goals and dreams. And folks who meet with us discover that in the process, wow, I can know whether or not I'm really ready to retire. Or if I'm already retired, I can know that I have the resources that it takes to make it. I'd love to chat with you. I'd love to visit with you together with my team, an outstanding group of advisors here at Lord & Richards, helping people all over the country. It's just as simple as having a little conversation on the phone. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hi, this is Colin Richards, president and founder of Lord and Richards. And once again, I'm glad to be with you today talking about matters concerning financial independence. And in a prior segment, we talked about the biblical principle of not being the borrower, but rather being the lender. But today we're going to also in this segment talk about advice for home buyers, advice for home buyers. We're going to talk about current trends in real estate real estate and whether or not now is a good time to be purchasing a home. You know, that's important in the context of a complete comprehensive financial plan and that's what we're doing at Lord and Richards for people every day just like you. Recently, I read an article on realtor.com that admitted we might see some price decline, but buyers shouldn't expect much. In other words, Don't be too concerned about that. Stay in the market. Unfortunately, that take on the situation is heavily biased by realtors who want to make a living and want you out there in the market purchasing real estate. It is also designed to capitalize on what we call FOMO, fear of missing out, right? Oh, man, you know, now the prices have actually gone up. But it doesn't match the reality on the ground. What I want to talk to you about is what's going on in the new home area. Because if you're looking at existing homes, they are a lagging indicator. New homes are a leading indicator for existing homes. What do you mean? Well, it's kind of like the canary in the coal mine, right? The first to die. Um, The rest of the housing market ultimately follows along what is occurring in the brand new home building world. When new home sales sneeze, the rest of the market, the existing home sale market, gets a cold. So in a recent article, a headline from the National Association of Home Builders, we learned that buyer traffic is slowing down, so much so that they called it weak. As consumers, as home buyers, potential home buyers are remaining on the sidelines. Why is that? Well, we got a couple factors. We got high mortgage rates, We got home prices that are uh, putting a new home purchase out of financial reach for most households, okay? So the current market is what we call weak, and it is softening. Over 50% of builders are using incentives to try to make sales happen or to reduce cancellations. That's something we wouldn't have even thought of six months ago, a year ago, 
right? When you were in a bidding war on existing homes and you were often paying more than the price that was listed. So we're seeing mortgage rate buy-downs. What's that, Colin? Well, that's when the, the builder will actually throw in money to get your rate a little lower, makes, it, makes your payment a little bit more attractive. This is also happening on existing home sales. How about some free amenities, right? Let's upgrade that countertop. Uh, let's put in a nicer tile or wood floor. That's being thrown in. And then about a quarter of builders have begun to reduce their price on their new home in inventory. That is a bad sign for the housing market. Why is that? Well, because when they start reducing those prices, that's going to spill over. Some of you may remember back to 2007 during what we call the housing bust, right? New homes stopped being uh, made or those that were on the market were drastically reduced. Existing homes started going into foreclosure, which put further downward pressure on the housing market. These guys who are building, they've got to sell that inventory. They can't afford to leave it locked up and not moving. This is going to bleed over into existing home sales. Now, we had a head fake for mortgage rates this summer. They dipped slightly below 5%. Suddenly, everybody's excited. Oh, my payments are going to be okay. But now they've roared back over 6%. The national average just hit 6.42% on 30-year mortgage. That's huge. As a matter of fact, they gave this a name, holy moly mortgage rates, based on what potential home buyers say when they see their payment. Okay, holy moly mortgage rates. The National Association of Home Builders has a housing market confidence index that they do together with Wells Fargo for single-family home builders. That has dropped to 46. You say, well, what does that mean? Well, compare it to where it stood, oh, maybe about a year ago at 90 plus percent. It's been slashed in half. Last time we saw it like this was in May of 2006, right before the housing bust unfolded. And now in the West, it's not just 90% to 46. In the West, where we live, it's dropped to 34 Meanwhile, prospective buyers, that's also tracked, and they have an index, and it plummeted from the high 70s to now 31, again, matching up to the months leading up to the 2007 housing bust. You say, Colin, are we going to have another housing bust? I do not know, but one thing I do know, this is a challenging time to buy a home and not get your clock cleaned on the other end if we do go through a serious price decline. We're seeing a lot of data and statistics indicating that we have similar situation in uh, to the year or the months leading up to the last housing bust in 2007. Current sales have dropped every month for the last seven months, and the index for future sales has dropped to its lowest rate since 2012. And here's another bad sign. One out of every five deals is canceling. Get that? canceling, buyer's remorse. And, and in the Southwest, one out of every three. As a result, you can imagine these home builders, people are pulling back. The confidence in those who invest in home builder companies has eroded. And now we've seen a 30 to 45% drop, depending on which company we're looking at just this year. 30 to 45% in confidence in our home builders in buying their stock. Here's the point. Don't pull out your wallet right now. 
put your wallet back in your pocket and wait for prices and rates to drop. This is not yet the market that you want to buy in. You say, well, what if what if prices don't drop as much? Well, what have you lost out on? You know, you've taken a little bit more time. We're entering into the winter when prices traditionally drop. People's kids are back to school. Why not wait and see? That's my advice here at Lord and Richard. You say, well, what what's the worst thing that can happen? Well, potentially you could buy a home discover in the next year or two that you need now to turn around and sell it due to a job move or other type of reason and potentially take a serious cut, a loss of equity. It's been a long time since we've seen people upside down in their mortgages. But having walked people through this back through the 2007, 8, and 9 debacle, I can tell you it is a place you do not want to be because that's when foreclosures start to happen. People can't get rid of their home because they can't pay off their mortgage. So folks, we here at Lord & Richards are helping folks with practical areas of financial planning, not just investments, although that's critically important to your financial plan, but also critical deals that could cost you or earn you tens of thousand dollars based on your timing. We want to be a help. We want to be an encouragement. We want to be a source of counsel to you here at Lord & Richards. That's why we're helping people just like you every single day to get retired and stay retired through a financial independence roadmap. That's our word for a comprehensive financial plan that'll help you have the assurance and the confidence that you are financially ready to get retired, or if you're already retired, you have the wherewithal to stay that way. It just starts with a simple conversation. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hi, folks. This is Colin Richards, president and founder of Lord & Richards, and I'm excited to be talking to you today in this segment about the answer to this question. Is it time to convert? No, I am not talking about a religious conversion. I am talking about a tax conversion. And the reason I'm talking about this is because taxes are one of the five critical areas for which you must have a written plan in order to get retired and stay retired. We call it achieving financial independence. And in addition to a written risk management plan, a written plan if somebody becomes chronically ill, a written plan to make sure you never run out of money before you run out of life, that's called an income plan, a written estate plan so that when you pass on, you don't leave all your money to the government. Well, we've also got to have a written tax plan, right? Because do you really want to leave everything you have to the government and to nursing homes and hospitals, right? Wouldn't it be better to keep that money in the family or to put it towards the causes that are so important to you? Well, many of us have a partner in our investments, our 401ks, our 403bs, our IRAs, our 457 plans, and on and on it goes, are all tax deferred. What that means is if you leave money in those accounts at the end of life, you're going to have a tax time bomb waiting for your heirs. They're going to have to get that money out of there within 10 years. And often it's going to be placed at the top income brackets because it's being placed above their own personal income tax bracket. And guess what? Most heirs are not patient enough. They should be, but they're not. 
to take that money gradually enough over time to try to keep it in at least the moderate brackets. Most heirs will pay off a mortgage, uh, student loan debt, uh, give it to the family, or take a big vacation. And that means it goes whoop, right up to the top of the brackets. And what you work so hard to save has now wound up in the hands of the government. Instead of building a hospital wing, you're building a wing on a jet. So since the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act was passed several years ago, we had a window of opportunity to take money that is currently tax-deferred and therefore forever taxed and turn it into money that is never again taxed. That's a short and closing window. At the end of 2025, we're going to drop back to our old tax rates. And let me tell you, there was a dramatic difference after the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act in what the average American paid in taxes. I'll give you an example. Let's say you're doing really well, really, really well, and you're earning $300,000 as a couple. That would be wonderful, right? Some of you are there, some of you are above it, some of you are well below it, but it's just an illustration, picking out one bracket. Prior to the passage of the act, that top bracket for you was 33%. Whether that's fair or not, that's not for me to judge. After the passage of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, your top bracket was 24%. That is a huge change in your tax situation, and it really applies to every single bracket. The only bracket that really didn't get changed a whole lot was the bottom bracket, 0 to 18,650, 10%. Okay, It was changed to 0 to 19,050. So it was really a tax cut for those in the 15, 25, 28, 33, and 35% bracket, okay? So you say, well, what are we going to do? Well, I don't know about you, but when things are on sale, that's when I'm looking, right? When things are at their top price, like houses are right now, I'm not looking. But when taxes are on sale, I'm looking. We also got a standard deduction of $24,000 at the time, since grown, per married filing household, okay? Taxpayers that file jointly as married almost doubled their deduction. Huge, huge benefits, again, phasing out after 2025. What do we do, Colin? We take the money and we change it from tax-deferred to tax-free. Now, the key is there's a price to pay. There's a price to pay between those two points. So let's talk, first of all, about paying some taxes today at the lower rates and shifting that money into a tax-free account so that in the future when those rates are higher, you or your family are not victimized. Um, let's talk about some of the benefits of doing that. Number one, whenever you take money out, if you need to touch that money, you don't have to worry about the effect on your income taxes for that year, right? So let's say we use a Roth IRA and we convert some of your IRA to a Roth now you can take that money out tax-free. That's the biggest benefit. If you're over 59 and a half, you get immediate access to your funds tax-free with no penalties, okay? If you're over 59 and a half, tax-free with no penalties. And guess what? Here's one that really rots a lot of people's socks. At 72, the government forces you to pull money out of your IRA even if you didn't need it. Maybe, maybe you didn't want to, they're forcing you to do it. But in a Roth IRA and other tax-free vehicles, you got freedom of choice. How about a tax-free inheritance to your family, right? Now, you may want to spend it all, but we do want to make sure that whatever is left behind 
doesn't get taxed. And then you are immunized, finally, against future tax law changes. Wouldn't it be nice be able to sit back, put your hands behind your head, put your feet up, and not care at all if the government changes future tax rates? That would be a nice place to be. You've got basically two strategies uh, that I'm going to discuss. Number one, a Roth IRA. Been around for a long time. You can take your IRA and you can convert it. Okay, This is great, especially if currently you really haven't been able to, to contribute much to your Roth in the past, maybe because your earning level. Now, especially if you're retired, it might be a great time. The key is you got to time it. you got to time a Roth IRA um, conversion to make sure you don't do the exact thing you're trying to avoid, which is pay a higher tax rate, right? So if you take too much out at the wrong time, you might be bumping back up against those high tax brackets. Do you really want to be in a 35 or a 32% tax bracket? Probably not. So next time we get together in a future session, I'm going to talk about another tax strategy. It's Title 26 of our tax code, and it is an amazing opportunity whether you're retired or still working. But you know what? It's going to start with a conversation about your need for a comprehensive financial plan. That's what we do at Lord & Richards. We build you a plan so you can retire without worry and do amazing things with the resources that God has entrusted to you. It really just begins with a very simple conversation with me and my team. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.